Hi, this is Paul. Welcome to 10 for Lord. If you enjoy this episode, please feel free to share it on Facebook. And don't forget to subscribe so that you'll get notified of future episodes. Thanks again and enjoy 10 for Lord. Hi, this is Paul. Welcome to 10 for Lord. And today we're going to talk about how God answered my seven-point prayer in every detail, proactive faith and reactive faith, and how to have a more effective prayer life through some very simple principles that you find in the Word of God. Um, Now, when I say my seven-point prayer, what I mean by that is that there were seven specific details and God answered every single detail. Now, to help you to understand this what this what's happened in this prayer testimony is you need a little bit of backstory uh this was many years ago uh i was a believer i was a christian uh in and i i knew god as my heavenly father but as we sometimes do i got into some some sin some rebellion and wasn't living according to his word and so a lot of bad things started happening in my life and i found myself uh, with no job, with no car, and with no home in a very short order. Um, so I was, I was in a really bad situation. Um, so I, I went through a period of homelessness. I was, uh, I lived in, I'd slept in a car, I'd slept in a, a tent, I'd slept in a, one of those storage units that you rent, where you, you, you put stuff that you, you pay somebody to keep for you for many years. You're never going to touch. It's a great business for them. So I'd been in that bad situation. This was in South Louisiana. Uh, it gets really hot in South Louisiana in the summertime, and the mosquitoes are pretty brutal. So to make a long story short, I finally decided I'd had enough, and I prayed. Now, now keep in mind, I was working. I had two jobs. Uh, but when I got out of the military, I didn't have a lot of job skills. So the, the jobs I had were not good paying jobs. And so, you know, I was broke. Um, and so I found myself in this situation. Uh, again, I put myself in this situation by just not living according to the word of God. And those consequences came, right? And so... That that's the first thing I want you to understand is when when I tell you about God answering the seven point prayer, I want you to understand that His answering this prayer was an act of absolute kindness and mercy and grace uh, and compassion. It wasn't because I was Johnny Christian. Okay, so let's just get that straight right there. All right, so. I was, I went through this period of homelessness and I finally got tired of it and I prayed and I asked God for exactly what I needed in a place to live. And so here's what I prayed. I prayed for an apartment for around $200 a month rent. And even in the mid early to mid nineties, that was pretty high order. I mean, $200 a month rent. I mean, that's ridiculous. You're not going to find a place for that cheap, but that's what I needed because that's what I could afford. So about $200 a month rent. And I 
needed for the my utilities, my electric and everything to be included in that $200 a month. Um, no deposit because I didn't have any money. No lease to sign because I had had to break a lease earlier uh, before, you know, before I ended up homeless. Um, the way the situation fell out, I didn't want to get into another situation of signing a lease uh, just because I, I didn't like leaving that situation the way I did. But when, when everything fell apart and I lost everything, I didn't have any choice. So there it is. Uh, so I didn't want to have to sign a lease. So that's so far we got around $200 a month rent, including utilities included in the $200 a month rent, no deposit, no lease to sign. I wanted to be surrounded by other Christians because I was going through a very difficult time in my personal life and I needed the support and encouragement of other believers. Uh, I asked that it be furnished because the, all of my stuff that they had too many too many painful memories associated with it and so uh, I just wanted to start fresh so I asked that the place be furnished and I did again I didn't have any money so I asked that my first month's rent that God would have someone pay my first month's rent for me okay so again around $200 a month rent that's one Detail number two, utilities included. Detail number three, no deposit. Detail number four, no lease to sign. Detail number five, surrounded by Christians. Detail number six, furnished. Detail number seven, first month's rent paid for me in advance. So, I prayed, and the one thing I want you to understand is I was not asking for a mansion. I was not asking for, uh, you know, a Manhattan penthouse apartment or anything like that i was just asking for what i needed and what i could afford <laughs> which which what i could afford wasn't much um but it was still a very tall order with all those details and so the thing of it is is that i knew that god had promised to meet my every need that's what his word says that he he will take care of my needs and that I, and i believe that god loved me and so I prayed and I thanked him for it in advance. Father, I thank you that your answer, you know, I, th I, I asked him for it. And then I said, Father, I, I thank you for these things. I thank you for it in advance in the name of Jesus Christ. And then I just went on about my day and my week. And during the week, as I thought about the situation, I just kept thanking God. Father, I thank you that it's on the way. Then that Sunday, I went to this church that I had been visiting, and I didn't like telling people about my situation because uh, it was just not, not really a matter of pride or anything, but what I found was that when, when you look to man, there's always a string attached, and man always wants to control you. There's always something man wants out of it. It's not just uh, kindness. When it's God answering your prayer, even if it's through man, there's no strings attached. So that's what I found. I, I wanted God running my life, not man. So I didn't go around asking people for help all, all over the place. I just prayed, and I just believed that God was going to meet it. And so um, I went to this church, and I felt the Lord put on my heart that if I went and talked to this one guy, that I would have a place to stay. 
So I'm like, all right, okay, Lord. So I go over, I sit on the same row with this one guy that I'd, I'd seen in passing before this church. And we start talking, so he asked me where I was staying. So I said, well, you know, um, you know, I explained to him my situation. And so he said, man, you know, come on over, sleep on my couch tonight. I'll introduce you to the manager of the place tomorrow. And, uh, and you can talk to him tomorrow. Come on over, sleep on my couch. So I went over and I, and I slept on the couch. And his guy's name was Art. And he had gotten, he'd become a Christian in prison. He'd gotten saved a Christian. And, and he had this godly gruff kind of way about him. You know, he was like, well, look at it, man. God had my back in prison. I got his back, you know? <laughs> and that was awesome. I love that about Art. So anyway, so he starts telling me about the apartments of this place. It was $205 a month rent. Okay, remember I said around around two hundred dollars a month rent. So it was two hundred and five dollars a month rent, utilities included in the two hundred and five dollars a month rent, no deposit. Okay, no lease to sign. It was in a Christian seminary, Bible school, where they were renting out apartments, you know, dorm rooms as apartments to non-students. And it was furnished. They had, you know, dorm furniture in there. So they had, there was a bed, uh, you know, the closet thing, the whole nine yards. And without me telling Art about my prayer, he said, you know what, man? I'm a month ahead of my rent. I'm going to pay your first month's rent for you. I lost it. I mean, I just, I went out in the hallway and I just wept at, God's amazing love for me, for, for me. Okay. The, the prodigal son, if you will, the, the rebellious child, um, the disobedient one, look at what God had did for me. God answered every single detail of that prayer and had what I needed not existed. God could have just, and I believe would have just created it out of thin air out of nothing because he promised and god keeps his promises and y'all i just i want to tell you that's the first that's one of many pretty amazing things that i've seen god do in my life and i can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt it's not because of my goodness that is for sure it is because of his love and his mercy, and his faithfulness, and his kindness. It ain't because of me. So that's the seven-point prayer that God answered in every single detail. Now I want to talk about proactive faith and reactive faith. And this relates very well to, to that prayer testimony that of, of God answering that, um, that very detailed prayer in an amazing way. Because... Let, let's admit it, that, that, that's a pretty phenomenal prayer testimony, right? But you know what have been an even greater testimony? For me to not have put myself in that situation to begin with. And you know how you do that? Proactive faith. Proactive faith, it, isn't, it, it may not look as exciting 
as the, the prayer testimony you just heard. But God, God sees it uh, very highly. Like God puts a pretty high, uh, his stamp of approval, if you will, on proactive faith. And what do I mean by proactive faith? It, no, it's not a term you're going to find in the Bible. It's a term I guess I came up with. But it just describes simply doing what the Word of God says. Simply obeying the Word of God. Simply doing what is well-pleasing to God. And if you do that, you won't find yourself in these crisis situations so much. You know, uh, you know, you may not have these exciting testimonies, but you also won't have so much drama, right? So, as exciting of a testimony as that is, an even greater testimony is to walk in obedience consistently day in and day out to obey the word of God and let, let God show you things from that standpoint and let God, let God give you exciting experiences from a standpoint of living day in and day out in obedience to his word. Cause you will see exciting things if you obey his word. And as far as reactive faith, that is when you're in a crisis and you cry out to God in desperation and God answers your prayer and he delivers you. That's reactive faith. And if you study the Bible and you look at the the history of Israel, you will see this repeated over and over and over again. The the children of Israel will get into idolatry and rebellion and they'll they'll be disobedient and then all this bad stuff starts happening and then they cry out to God and he has mercy on them and he rescues them and he he brings them back out of captivity. You know, he does all these great things, heals them and everything, sets them free. And then for a while, they'll be, they'll be obedient to God. And then after a while, they'll slip back into rebellion and sin. And then it starts all over again. And when I was a younger man, it was really easy to find fault with Israel and think, man, what is their problem? So after I lived a few more decades, I'm a, I, I tend to take it easy on Israel a lot more because I look at my life and I'll say, man, what is my problem? Because I see the same things in my life. You know, uh, I'll obey God. I'll obey his word. Things will start going great. Then I'll stop obeying. I'll start slipping. Things fall apart. Oh God, please help me. God rest. It's it, we're the same as Israel. So before you're too hard on Israel, take a good look at your own life. Right. So, but what you see is if Israel and if we would just obey God, follow his word, do what he says in his word and just keep doing it, then we won't keep putting ourselves in those crisis situations where we need to exercise that desperate reactive faith. Oh, God, please help me. I'm I'm in a bad situation. OK, so. Reduce your own stress level by obeying the word of God. Okay. Now, is that to say that that people who live in obedience to God's word never find themselves in a crisis? Far be it. 
In fact, sometimes obedience to the Word of God will actually put you in a crisis situation for redemptive purposes. Look at the the, the life of the Apostle Paul, right? Um, you know, sometimes you your obedience to God will cause you to be in a, a tight spot. You know, look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know. Um, but I would say, and, and again, that, that's, you know, the, and it, I don't want to give you the wrong idea. There's nothing bad about reactive faith. Thank God that he gave us the ability to reach out from the depths of our heart in that situation in faith and that he responds to that. So thank God for that. And so, you know, there, there's times when we haven't done anything wrong, but just stuff happens. And, and there's, so there's nothing wrong with reactive faith. But what I'm trying to get across to you is if we live in obedience to the word of God, we won't find ourselves in as many of those really tough situations that we tend to put ourselves in. So life is stressful enough as it is. Don't add stress to your life by disobeying God, by not following his word. Make your life as stress-free as you can by simply doing what God says in his word, okay? And so the third thing, the, the, the final point I want to bring out today in this, in this podcast is, is how to have a more effective prayer life. And I want to use that, that prayer testimony that I gave at the beginning as an illustration. So there's a lot of people who believe that God's able, but they don't believe that he's willing. And you look at the children of Israel when it was time for them to go in, into the promised land. They, they, there were a lot of them that didn't believe. And they, they started to actually question God's motives and if God really wanted them to have it or if he was just going to destroy them. And it must have been incredibly, you know, I, I know this is just my human way of thinking, but if I were God, I'd be so frustrated. But like, seriously, after everything I've done, you think I brought you all the way out here just to kill you? Really? Seriously? Um, and really, you can, you can, when you see what God said about that, you could see that God was pretty upset that after everything he had done for them, that they questioned his his grace and his kindness. So we've got to believe that God is not only able to answer our prayer, but we've got to believe he's willing, that his character is there, and that he loves us, and that he wants to help us. Okay. And then the the, the next thing you got to do is, you know, if you have a specific need, then pray a specific prayer. And see what happens because it's uh, you know I wasn't trying to show off when I prayed that that's just what I needed right but believe that God is able that if it's a need that if it's a legitimate need that God is big enough to take care of it I mean he fed Israel for 40 years he literally dropped food on them out of the sky that really happened Okay, He led them with a cloud to shade them by day and a pillar of fire to guide them by night for 40 years. Whatever it is you need, 
if God had to make it out of nothing, he created the whole world out of nothing, if he had to create what you need out of nothing in order for his promises to not be broken, he could do it and he would do it, right? And then the next thing you got to understand is Matthew chapter 21. Well, first let's go to uh, Philippians 4.19. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and in glory by Christ Jesus. So it says right there, God will supply your every need. Okay? So make sure you're believing his promises. And then Matthew 21 in verse 22 says, In all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. So if we've got, there, there's a part that we bring to the table here, and that's believing. That's trusting and, and putting confident expectation that God is able, God is willing, and that God will do what he said he will do. And if you need help with that, read the Bible. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more with the more we read the, the word of God, the more our trust and confidence in him should grow. So it, if it's you, you, you've heard it before you believe first and then you see, you know, it's not seeing is believing. It's believing is seeing. You see this over and over again in the Bible. So if you pray and you don't, see it and, and it's not some greed thing it's actually a legitimate need you pray and you don't see it don't start blaming god don't say it must have not been god's will look in your own heart and say is it me is is it all is an unbelief in me and and if it is then ask god to help you you know that man said to jesus lord i believe help my unbelief so it's it's i believe this much you know this little much help me to, to believe and trust more and because it's really an exciting thing, and God wants you to see his love for you. He wants you to see how real, and Jesus said you, the very hairs of your head are numbered, that God knows you personally, loves you, knows your every need, and is just waiting to demonstrate that in your life and show you how he cares about your every need. And when you pray the, with 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 confident expectation, and trusting God and thank Him for it in advance. That's the other point. That's my really my last point. Is if you believe, then thank Him for it, Father. I thank you in advance that it's on the way. And realize, you know, there may be a little bit of time involved in there. It may not happen in, in five minutes. There may be some time for every for for the things that you're praying for, for all the factors to work together for it to come. But just like, you know, the the prayer, the apartment I prayed for, those seven details, it didn't happen in five minutes, but it happened. It happened that, that following Sunday. So realize whatever you're praying for, there may be some time there involved for all those factors to work together. But, wow, it's amazing when you see God do what he said he's going to do and you see his love for you. And and I just want you to know that that, 
God has no respect of persons. And again, I, I, I know I keep beating this point. He didn't do this because I was such a good person and such an obedient son. Far from it. He did this because he's so good. God told Israel when he told him about bringing him into the promised land. He said, I'm not doing this because of your righteousness. In fact, God did it in spite of their rebellion and their stiff neck uh, and hard hearts. That He said that. I'm not doing this because of your righteousness. I'm doing this because of me. So just believe that, that God answers prayer because he wants to. God answers prayer because he loves. Not because, yeah, we for our own sake, we should obey him, okay? For our own good, we should do what he says. But God doesn't love you because you do the right thing all the time. He loves you because he loves you. So... Just wanted to share those few things, and um, if this has been an encouragement to you, if this has helped you, please feel free to share this on Facebook or, or send it to someone in an email or a text or something like that. If you there's someone you think that this would be an encouragement to and a, and a blessing to. The million dollar question. Well, here's the million dollar question. Will you go to heaven when you die? Here's a quick test. Have you ever lied, stolen, used God's name in vain? Jesus said, whoever looks at a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If you have done these things, God sees you as a lying, thieving, blasphemous, adulterate heart. And the Bible warns that one day God will punish you in the terrible place called hell. But God is not willing that any should perish. Sinners broke God's law, and Jesus paid their fine. This means that God can legally dismiss your case. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Then Jesus rose from the dead, defeating death. Today, repent and trust Jesus, and God will give you eternal life as a free gift. Then read the Bible every day and obey it. God will never fail you. Hi, this is Paul with 10-4 Lord. If you enjoyed today's episode, please shoot me an email at 10-4-Lord at gmail.com. That's T-E-N-F-O-U-R-L-O-R-D at gmail.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.